to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. Father, we are grateful and thankful for this afternoon. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for a goodly day, a beautiful day that you have made. We thank you, Lord, for your great blessing. We pray, Lord, that your presence will dwell mightily amongst us. Let us experience you. Let us hear your voice this afternoon. Holy Spirit, take over this service. As you have begun with us, we pray that you finish with us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands as you take your seat? God bless you. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, today for our 527, uh, we are continuing with our 527 and we are sharing from the book Steps to the Anointing. Really? Steps to the Anointing. So if you have your book, it is chapter number 20. We are sharing from chapter 20, which is page number 133. The life of the anointed. Amen. The life of the anointed. Amen. The life of the anointed. Rich. Wonderful. So we are talking about anointed people, mm. men and women who are anointed, how their lives ought to be, how is their life. Now, it's important that you, you know and understand, it's important and you know and understand the life of an anointed person. You have to understand it, okay? And know how is the life of anointing lived? How do we live that life? It's important that you know because it helps you not to be confused about the anointing. It helps you not to reject the anointing. And it helps you also not to belittle the anointing that is on your life. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. It, it, it's, it, you, you need to know when someone is anointed, how is that person's life like? Okay. What are some of the things that can happen to an anointed person? What is the lifestyle of such an anointed person? Is it not something that you want to know? I want you, should know you should know it so that when you see an anointed person, you don't get confused. Okay. And you don't get distracted or you don't get you know, you, you, you don't get disappointed. Okay, wonderful. So I want us to turn our Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse number one. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so now let us, we, I'm reading. I want you to listen very carefully. It's, um, it's a very interesting passage. And I want us to enjoy it. I want you to listen. You have heard this scripture many times, but I want you to just pay attention as we read it. Because we are talking about the life of an anointed person. And a very powerfully anointed man of God is in this scripture. And I want us to look at some of the things that happened to him so that we will understand the life of an anointed person. It says that, and Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, 
before whom I stand. There shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my words. Okay, keep going. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. The brook is like a well, a stream. Okay, so the Lord is saying, run there. After he had made this prophecy about there's not going to be rain. The Lord said, run there, and it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Ravens are beds to feed thee. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith. That is before Jordan. We are talking about anointed man. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Do you remember? He prophesied that there will be no rain. Yes. And God has told him to go and hide somewhere near the lake or near the brook. And there, drink from the brook, drink water from the brook. And he will command a bed to feed him. A bed will bring him breakfast, bring him lunch, and bed will continue to feed him. Okay, now he says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, Behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Mm. And as she was going to fetch it, you know, I mean, look, a, a, a pastor has come to you. He says, fetch me some water that I may drink. Okay. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a muzzle of bread in thine hand. Mm. Because he sees that there's some bread in there um, that is smelling or the, the woman is, you know, he said, go make me some bread and come and serve it to me in your hand. And she said, listen to what the woman said. As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, mm. but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat and die. Mercy. And Elijah, this is the man of God, and Elijah said unto her, Fear not, Fear go not. and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first. Bring me the cake first to eat. The grown man, the prophet. The woman and the son, as they are there, they are hungry. He said, bring me the little cake first and bring it unto me and after make for thee and for thy son. So let me eat first and then when some is left, you and your son can make it for yourselves. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Hallelujah. 
Are you listening to me? Yes. That's right. The barrel of meal shall not waste. Mm. Neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. Amen. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did it many days. Wow. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. Look at this, what is happening. The man of God has come to the house. He has come to stay there. If it was today, you will hear that the man of God has come to stay in some church member's house, you'll be saying all kinds of things. Forgive. These men of God who have come these days. As, uh, the woman is a widow. The husband is dead. So what is this man doing in the, the woman's house? Only God knows. Isn't that so? Pastors of today. <laughs> And then you'll be saying all kinds of things. We hear that, you know, he's just staying there, taking advantage of the woman, just eating the woman's food oh. and doing all kinds of things. Isn't that so? Uh, Pastor, he will not work. You. you see, you will talk. You will know yourself. You are a church member. Preach on. You are preaching. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son, to kill my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode. So he's living in the woman's house. Do you see? Wow. And, and laid him upon his bed. He has a bed in the woman's house. Wow. And he cried unto the Lord and said, Oh Lord, my God, has thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourn by slaying her son? Mm. And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, Oh Lord, my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. Amen. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, and he revived. Hallelujah. Amen. And, then the, and, and Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. Hallelujah. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God. Wow. And that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. You see, church members, you see them. You see, even the cruise of oil and the bread that was overflowing, hey. you see that this is a true man of God. Okay. It is after the child rose from the dead. He says, by this, now I know that you are a man of God. Hey. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, you see, we just read about a man of God. A man an of anointed, God. a powerfully anointed man of God, really anointed man of God as Elijah. And so number one, an anointed life is dedicated to God. Amen. Okay, an anointed life is dedicated to God. 
Amen. So Elijah, he, he faithfully delivered difficult messages to the king. He, he faithfully, he delivered a difficult message, unpleasant message he delivered to the king. And that is what a truly anointed person does. Preach on. They, they, they don't mind how unpopular they become. Wow. Are you listening to me? Yes. I am showing you so that you, you feel, you, 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 you have to walk in the anointing. And when you are anointed, you don't care about popularity. Wow. You don't care about human praises. The Bible says in 1 Kings 17 verse 1, it says, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was the inhabitant of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord liveth, as the Lord, of, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain three years, but according to my word. Hey. He, such a he prophesied that there will not be no any rain for three years to the king. That means there will be famine. And he told the king, he told Ahab, he said he said unto Ahab. He told the king in his face. According to my word. <laughs> okay. And he said that according to my word. <laughs> I'm telling that you. That means it, it, it will happen. <laughs> and he's hoping that it will happen. Oh, no to know that he's a true prophet, isn't that so? Yes. If you prophesy, you want it to happen. Yeah. Okay. So a true prophet, he does not worry about what people will say. Wow. He will prophesy. He says that when it is as as the Lord God of Israel liveth, it is the word of God that came to him, and then he prophesied. That is what a true prophet does. Amen. Jesus was a true prophet. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 41, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 41, Jesus, a true prophet, also anointed under the anointing, he says, and whosoever, Galatians chapter 1 and verse, verse 10, Galatians chapter 1 and verse 10. Okay, Galatians chapter 1 and verse 10. He says, For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? This is Paul. Paul was an anointed man. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul was anointed. And he didn't care what the people would say. Mm. And he never sought to persuade men. Wow. He never sought to persuade man. He said, do I now persuade man or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Mm. That means I shall not be under the anointing. The moment he begins to please men, I shall never be, you will not, you feel, you fail to be an anointed person. Are you understanding what I'm, do you have the amplified version? The amplified version. Look at the amplified version. Look at it. He said, for I want you to know, brethren, that the gospel which was proclaimed and made known by me is not man's gospel. No, I, go back to verse 10. Verse 10. Galatians 1 and verse 10. Verse 10. Now I am trying to win the favor. He said, now am I trying? Am I trying to win the favor of man or of God? Am I trying to win the favor of men or of God? Do I seek to please men? 
if I were still seeking popularity, you see, if I were still seeking popularity with men, I should not be a born servant of Christ. Wow. The Messiah. You can never be an anointed man if your goal is to please men. If your goal is to seek the honor of men. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? If your goal is that men will honor you, men will applaud you, you can never be anointed. An anointed person does not seek the, the honor of men. Jesus said, I seek not the honor of men. Acts chapter 5 and verse 17. Acts chapter 5 and verse 17. Acts chapter 5 and verse 17. It says, But the high priest rose up, and all who were, okay, and the high priest rose up, and all that were with him. Okay, so this is the story about Peter, you know, and the disciples, when they had preached, many people were being added to the church, you know, and they arrested them, okay? So that this is part, they came, they arrested them, and they put them in prison. And this because they, they, they were becoming so popular. They were preaching about salvation. They were preaching about Jesus Christ, and they were becoming so popular. So the, the Bible says, and the high priest rose up, and all that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation. They were angry, okay, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. That means the public prison. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors. Hallelujah. Amen. And brought them forth and said, Go, stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. You see, you see, these were people who were preaching. They were arrested and they put them in prison. The angel came and released them. If it was you, they have arrested you and they have put you in prison and an angel came to release you. Would you go back to the same place and preach again? At all. No. Even the mall, if they kick you out, you will not, you, Reverend, they say we shouldn't come to the mall anymore. We can't go. Do you see? But here is the, 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 the apostles, they arrested them. They put them actually in a prison. Mm. And they sent them, the, the angel came to release them. And the angel said, go back to the temple and preach. That will be your end. You'll say, this church, I'm not putting my life in danger like that. Right. Am I a fool? That will be your end. Mm. But the Bible says, and when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. Wow. They went there and taught. But the high priest came, and they that were with him, and called the council together, and all the senate of the children of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told saying, the prison truly found we shut with all safety and the keepers standing without before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. So the, the officers came and they found that the prison doors, they were still locked, but the people were not there. Wow, amazing. Even that should make you afraid. True. Now when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto they would grow. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom you put in prison, they are standing in a temple preaching to the people again. Wow. What a shock. 
Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, quietly. They pulled them out of the temple. For they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. They, they were afraid. So they brought the people out quietly. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest asked them, listen to this, saying, did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? That means in the name of Jesus. Didn't we command you, you should not teach in this name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. Amen. That is why. Wow. We ought to obey God rather than man. Hallelujah. Amen. This is anointing upon a man's life. When the anointing is upon your life, this is how you speak. We ought to. When the word of God is preached, no matter how much you love your boyfriend, you say you, we ought to obey God rather than your raps. <laughs> we ought to obey God rather than your boss. This is how anointed person, so we pray for the anointing and we ask for the anointing, but we don't live the anointed life. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, right. So Peter says, we ought to obey God rather than men. The next verse, verse 30. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hung on a tree. <laughs> Him had God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Okay, and we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also who? The Holy Ghost, wow. whom God had given to them that obey him. Wow. You see, you cannot help. And they, I said, when they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to just kill them because they realized nothing can stop them. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. They realize that what they are doing, it is not even their minds or in their heart or their strength. It's, it is something upon them that is making them do this. He says, it is the Holy Ghost which is making us do this. That wow. is the anointing upon a person's life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you enjoying the scriptures? Yes, yes right. Yes, that is anointed life. The next one, number two. He says, an anointed life is a life of paradoxes and contradictions. The anointed life is a life of paradoxes and contradictions. So you'll find a lot of paradoxes. Mm. When you are anointed, your life will be filled with paradox and contradiction. A paradox is something that you see a person's life and then you see something happening to the person and it's contradictory to what he's portraying. But when you search deeply, when you search into it deeply and patiently, you find out that it is true. The original of the person's value or power is true. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So that is a paradox in a very simple form. So let's see an example. Elijah had the power. That's a paradox. Listen to this paradox of an anointed person. So Elijah, as we read about him, he had the power to stop rain, but still needed to run and hide from the queen. Mercy. <laughs> Easy. He had to run from Ahab's wife. Mm. So here is Elijah, 
And he's powerful enough to stop rain from falling. But when there was a crisis, he's running away from a woman. Okay. And so I, that is why I'm teaching you about the anointed life. Because when you don't understand the anointed life, and you see this, you will say that he's not anointed. Yeah, he's, he's just a coward. Isn't that so? Yeah. That's right. You will say that he's not anointed. Yeah, he's not a proper man. But you look at First Kings chapter 17 and verse 3. First Kings 17 and verse 3. He says, get thee hence. Let's, let's read from verse 2. First Kings, go to verse 2. Verse 2. And the word of the Lord came unto him. Are you with me? Yes. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook chariot that is before Jordan. Mm. Are you listening? So it was God's word. God instructed him to run and hide. <laughs> so if you see Elijah running, if you were coming from the farm, you were, or you were maybe you're walking on a trail mm -hmm. in, the, in the bushes, and then you see prophet Elijah running, oh, sweating, right. the man is tired, and he's falling down, and he's getting up and running, and you ask him, where are you going? And he says, the queen is after me. Mercy. You will say, ah, but anointed man like this. <laughs> Why don't you just stand and just stretch out your hand and some fire will come over the queen or she will just be frozen like um, what, um, um, Lot's wife or something. Isn't that so? Yes, but right. It All was fine. the Lord who instructed him to run. Let the fire flow. Sometimes we don't understand what the Lord leads the anointed man through. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Anointed life is filled with paradox and contradictions. And so if you don't understand these things, you will think that the man is not anointed. Are you listening to me? Yes, right. You will think that he's not anointed. Look at Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23 and verse 33. We're almost done, okay? Because uh, Luke chapter 23 and verse 33. It says, and when they were come to the place, this is Jesus when he was led to be crucified, when they were carrying him to be crucified. It says, and when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the male factors, one, of the, one on the right hand and the other on the left hand. These are thieves. Do you understand? Yes. Thief men. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Mm. You see, he didn't look anointed at all. Do you see? He didn't look anointed. And so Jesus looked at the way they were treating him. You know, the way they were slapping him. You know, the way they were spitting on him. You know, and he just could only pray for them and say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. They don't know. They did not know that it was the Father who has instructed him to go on the cross. Mm. It was the Father's words who just led him through the walk. If you go to Israel, which you'll be there, you'll see the walk to Calvary. I'll be there. By the way, we will plan that we will go to Israel as a church. I am 
Amen. Hoping that this pandemic will be over as a church, we will really plan. And I think I have people in place who can also help us to do this. Amen. We will fly to Israel. Save your money. Ah. Okay, that's why during the pandemic, you don't have to be spending. Don't buy any new clothes. I said, what, what did I say? I said, don't buy any new clothes. Okay. You'll, be, you'll be wasting your money this pandemic if you go shopping. I'm telling you. You see, so they didn't know that Jesus was the one who had instructed, I mean, the Lord is the one who had instructed him mm. to go on the cross. God direct instruction. So he says, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding. Mm. And they were just watching. They were just having fun, looking at him. The one who claimed to be a miracle worker. The one who claimed to be the king of Israel. And the rulers also with them derided him. Mm. Saying, look at this. He said, he saved others. Let him save himself. For you. If he be Christ, the chosen of God. I am teaching you the paradox of an anointed life. Mm. That when you see an anointed man going through some difficulty, you will not say that, oh, look at him. He says he's a pastor. He says he's anointed. Or do for. <laughs> it says the people just stood before, they just were watching. And the, the, the people were just making, the rulers were making fun of him, embarrassing him, saying all kinds of things. And they said, he saved others. Mercy. Because you see, they saw all of that. They saw that he rose someone from the dead. They saw that he caused someone who was, couldn't walk to walk the blind to see. He's, he saw that someone who was bleeding for 12 years, he was, she was healed. He, they saw all the miracles. They saw the feeding of the 5,000. They saw all of this. And he said, he saved others. Let him save himself. So the anointed life is full of paradox. It's full of contradictory contradictory events. If he be Christ, the chosen of God, let him save himself. Mm. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar. Mercy. Wow. Do you think they would, give him, they would have given him vinegar if they knew he was an anointed man? No. No way. They didn't see any anointing upon his life, the way he was. The way he was broken, he looked weak, he looked bleeding all over the place. He didn't look anointed at all. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar. The next verse. Look at this. So everyone is mocking him and saying, if thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. Forgive. And the subscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin. And Hebrew, this is the king of the Jews. So he didn't look like a king at all, but they put it there for embarrassment. Mm. For embarrassment, to embarrass him. That if you are the king, look at how you look like. Yeah, one of the, the thieves, one of the malefactors, one of the thieves, which were hung, even the thief. One of the thieves which were hung railed on him also, saying, if thou be Christ, save thyself and save us. Mercy. Now go back one second. Go back. Now Christ, Christ, the meaning of Christ means the anointed. Mm. Okay. So he is saying that if you are the anointed one, save yourself and us. Okay. Save yourself and us. 
But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Does thou not fear God? You see, people don't fear God because people don't understand the anointing. And that is why I'm teaching you this. You are preaching. Sometimes you see an anointed man, a, a, a man of God or a woman of God going through divorce, and then that's all. That is the end for you. This, you, you, you have brought him down. Oh, he's not anointed. Mercy. He's not anointed. Sometimes even you hear that a, a, a pastor is sick. You think that he's not anointed. Forgive. So I am teaching you something that is very important. Right. And at Hagen, he was sick in, in a hospital. He was sick in bed when Jesus visited him. Wow. At the hospital. Okay. So the anointed life, it has paradox and it has contradictions. Hallelujah. Amen. The anointed, you know what? We don't have a lot of time. So um, we will pause here. Okay. And um, by the grace of God, we will. Okay. You know, every, every, every message you have at least three points so let me just give you a third point a, a great message let me give you a third point and um so it says an anointed life is a life of paradox and contradiction number three elijah the anointed person had power to hold back rain and power to make the rain fall yet elijah had no power to keep the river from drying up you see so the brook where the Lord has sent him to go and drink, it dried up in verse 7. He says, and it came to pass after a while that the brook dried. The brook dried up because there had not been rain in the land. Do you see? There had not been rain in the land. So you have to understand also that for an anointed person, when there is farming in the land, God can make him experience the famine also. Okay? God can make him experience the famine also. And God making him experience the famine, it is for you to still receive him as an anointed person. Because it is a way that God is moving him to the next level. Amen. God's ways, they are not your ways. True. So this anointed man of God, when the brook dried up, now, the next move that God was taking him was taking him to the, um, the widow's house. That is why I read the whole story to you so you understand it. Mm. God took him to the widow's house. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. This is how he came to the widow's house. Do you see? So the dried brook. When you see a man of God who is broke, God has a plan for that brokenness. Wow. God has a plan for why he's, he's broke. Amen. You understand? And it is not up to you. It, you are not supposed to now judge and say he's not anointed. Mercy. Okay? Don't judge to say he's not anointed. Forgive. If you see a man of God has lost his job, don't say, hey, so I'm going to him for him to pray for me. If he knows how to pray, why doesn't he pray so that he can have a job? Mercy. You are teaching. Is somebody understanding the word of God? Yes, yes. 
I am teaching you that so that you will honor the anointing, so that you benefit from the anointing. Mm. Don't look at the anointed man, the difficulties, the paradoxes, the challenges that he's going through. It does not diminish the anointing on his life. It does not take off the anointing on his life. The fact that the anointed man is going through some difficulty, the fact that you, you are an anointed Christian, you are going through some difficulty, does not diminish the, or does not change the fact that you are anointed. Preach, right? Hallelujah. Amen. The fact that you, you speak in tongues and you have lost your job, the fact that you speak in tongues and you are going through some marital difficulty, the fact that you are a prayerful person, a tongue-speaking person, and you are going through some difficulty in your family, does not take the fact that you are anointed away. It does not change it. You are still anointed. God's hand is still upon you. You are still full of power. But God has a plan for the difficulty, the challenge, the step that you are going through. God has a plan for it. It does not change you. It does not change who you are. It does not change the Holy Spirit that is upon you. It does not change the power of God that is upon you. Amen. Amen. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes, yes, yes. You know, sometimes people look at, you know, Christian children and then the difficulties that they are going through and make all kinds of stories. Oh, look at the pastor's wife. Oh, look at the pastor's son. Oh, look at the pastor's daughter. Oh, look at them, a Christian. They go to church all the time. Look at their children. Look at what they are going to. You don't know what the Lord is using this step to do. You don't understand what the Lord is moving this step for. So don't judge. Free child. Hallelujah. They go to church and fail their exam. They say it all the time. Because sometimes, if you also don't understand, you feel the Lord has left you. You know, you don't understand. You think that, why am a, a powerful man of God, if he can pray for the rain to stop for three years, why can't he pray that even just for his area, where the brook is, where the little lake or the stream is, why can't the Lord cause it to rain and feel that? And instead, take him the, all the way to Zarephath. Into a widow's house. Mm. But I tell you, the challenge that you are going through for an anointed person, God is leading you to a place where the brook will not dry, where the cruise of oil will not cease to flow, where the bread in your house will never be empty, your tables will never be empty. God is taking you to another step in your life, to deepen your faith, to know that he, the Lord, can cause ravens to feed you. Amen. You are preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. And cause the ravens to feed you. Wow. Wow. What a word. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you see a challenge, when you see a Christian, someone who is doing the work of God, someone who prays all the time, someone who does things for the Lord all the time, going through a challenge, don't judge. The power of God is still upon the person. The anointing is still upon the person. Amen. And God uses that step to move the person. Put your hands together for the Lord. I, don't have a lot of I have a lot to share with you. It's a very powerful book. It's a very awesome book. And I would encourage you all to read it. Put your heart to it as you are reading. And the Lord will minister to you. The Lord will speak to you as you read it. It's filled with anointing. It's called The Steps to the Anointing, and it's a very powerful book, and God will bless you. Hallelujah. Why don't you stand to your feet as we bring the service to a close. Let us pray. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. We thank you, Lord, for your word this afternoon. We thank you 
for speaking to our hearts. We thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes to the life of the anointed. Father, we ask for forgiveness for the judgments that we have made on several anointed people, anointed Christians, Holy Spirit-filled Christians, tongue-speaking Christians, Lord, Christians whom we have said all kinds of things about because of the challenges that they face. Lord, forgive us. We did not know what we were doing. The Lord prayed for the thieves and for all the people that were around. Say, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Now, Lord, we ask, take us to the steps where you are taking us. Take us, Lord, to the next step that you are taking us. We avail ourselves to be led by the challenges, the difficulties that we encounter. We know, Lord, that you are always with us. For your giftings, they are not without repentance. They are without repentance. Therefore, Lord, we avail ourselves to you. Use us in whatever means and whatever stage. Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. have been blessed with this powerful message come and worship with us on the zoom platform with id number 823-299-84436 every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time god richly bless you